Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys that fall. Go ahead, Coach. You're on. Welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Glad to have you with us tonight. Not sure what's going on with the communications here, but <clears throat> weather's not too good here for sure. Um, got several things to talk about tonight, some uh, college bowl prediction stuff or bowl games. Talk about them, some NFL and uh, who knows what we'll get into along the way, but <clears throat> first thing I want to do is uh, thank uh, some of the members of the N- uh, WNFC for listening. I um, heard last week they were listening. I appreciate them uh, listening uh, for sure. They got, in my opinion, they, in the league, they got the best team in women's football period with the Texas Elite, in my opinion, in their in their league. So thank them for listening. Um I know everybody knows by now that the regular college football season's over and we're getting ready to get into the uh, bowl bowl games and, and all that. And there's like 42, 41 or something uh, bowl games of them. There's a lot. Uh, so I got, to, I got the list here. Like I said, I hope I can read it. It's sort of hard to read on this paper, but uh, they uh, – they start December uh, the 20th, I guess. What, today's the – they start in a few days, I guess. So uh says they start with uh, Buffalo and uh, Charlotte, I guess. I can't see it on this paper. It's got some sort of some black print. But um, they start Friday, December the 20th, Saturday, December 21st. Um, then they go 23rd, 24th, and then they take off for Christmas, and uh, then they start back to 26th, and, 
and they go all the way down to the uh, first, and then uh, then they start in the <clears throat> really good bowls. Um, so there's going to be plenty, plenty of college football to watch over the holidays the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm not going to get into who I'd pick. I'm going to try to get in a couple, uh, couple rounds of this college football uh, bowl prediction stuff. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens along the way, but I'm definitely going to uh, try to get uh, get into some of that if if I possibly can. So maybe I can um, talk about, but not predict predict them. But uh, the uh, Utah State eight that ought to be a good 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 matchup because uh, Kent State pretty good and Utah State they they played some good football along the way and uh maybe that'll be a really good matchup. I know who I'm gonna take in that game. Uh so the then we got the what is that, the tropical smoothie credit something bowl. So that'll be a good matchup in the Air Force bowl with Alcorn State and North Carolina A and T. Don't know much about neither one of them, but <clears throat> one thing one thing about all these bowl games, I'm gonna say this is these these first of all are teams that won six games or and or maybe I seen last year that they were gonna let some teams in uh that had five wins, maybe at the top of the schedule. So I'm I'm not sure about all that. Uh, didn't do a whole lot of research on it, but they um, uh, these bowl games they're they're all going to be good games. There's usually not too many blowouts in in this uh, uh, in these bowls, you know. So that's one thing about them when you pick them and you don't know a lot about these teams, like the Alcorn State and. Uh, North Carolina A and T, I don't know anything about neither one of them. You know, it's just a flip of a coin. So, you know, then uh, then on uh the those well, the two games on December the twentieth, let me go back. On Friday, December the twentieth, is the makers something makers bow. I, I can't read this real good, but um that that's on December the twentieth. And so then the other game is on December the twentieth is Utah State and Kent State. Then on the twenty first, there's several games on the twenty first. So there'll be uh um, be Alcorn State, North Carolina A and T and then San Diego State and Central Michigan. <clears throat> I know who I'm gonna take in that game as well. So that uh That'll be uh, that'll that'll be a good game right there to watch because I've I've seen both of those teams play so that'll be a a really good game um, so there there's several several good matchups on this paper and I'll be honest with you I can't even really the way it's printed on some white with black background I can't really read it that good um, but uh, there's several. Another game is Georgia Southern 
and and Liberty. Uh, Liberty, whether some of you know it, produced several NFL players. They're not too far from here, up around the Lynchburg, Roanoke area. Uh, they're a they're a good good team. That ought to be a good game. Then uh, the Florida Atlantic. Uh, they lost their coach Lane Kiffin to uh, Ole Miss. <clears throat> Bear with me this week. I'm sort of hoarse, had to crud. Uh, but uh, they're uh, uh, they're gonna. They're going to be a tough out right there. They play on the 21st as well. So uh, there's there's lots and lots of uh, teams that will be good good games to watch over the next couple of weeks, no doubt. And um, You know, like I said there, uh, Washington plays uh, – I'm not even sure. I'm telling you, folks, I'm sorry. I just can't read this paper. Um but I know Appalachian State plays UAB on the 21st, and Appalachian State for sure is not far from here. Uh, they're they're a really good football team. They beat North Carolina this year at North Carolina. Uh, they haven't been up. Uh, they just got up in that division. Um, what I suppose maybe three. This might be their third year now. So. That'll be a really, uh, really good game right there. I guess that's Boise State and Washington's play um, on in the Las Vegas Bowl on the 21st as well. And App State plays on the 21st. Um, so that uh, those games they'll happen by the time we get to uh, talk. Um, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm gonna try to get get into some of these. Um, some of these pick them, pick them games. One game that'll happen, I guess, by maybe the time we get to have the show next week is UCF and, and Marshall. Marshall's another uh, school that's not too far, you know, up in Charleston, West Virginia. Also, uh, you know, put out some uh, NFL players. Chad Pennington played there. Randy Moss. Uh, so there's been others too, not just them two. There's been several. So there's uh, there's been several. A lot of these schools, when you look at this, <clears throat> we said I like to watch the – when they watch the NFL game, I like to watch the uh, roster when they put starting lineup, these players, where they come from, and look at all these small schools that, that are represented. There's a lot. People don't realize how many schools that are represented, uh, how many small schools that are represented in in the NFL. I mean, you got Julian Edelman played at Kent State. Um, you know, there was a guy that played uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, played middle linebacker, that played at ETSU down here. Uh, the Collins boys that played for New England Patriots for years, played at Carson Newman. Uh, all these are small schools. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good players around that, you know, a lot of times don't have the grades. Uh, maybe uh, had an injury that slowed them down, and they get up there uh, to those ranks, and they have a really good, uh, you know, have a good career. So there's there's a lot of players that you know get to uh, get to the next level from small schools, uh, and there's more. It happens more than you think when you watch these uh, when you watch the starters named on these teams when they. 
when they go to play, there's a lot of them, uh, more so than what you imagine. One thing you don't see, though, <clears throat> too much, me and Jennifer was talking about it the other day, is you don't see a whole lot of offensive linemen uh, come from offense or defensive linemen come from these really small schools. Uh, most of them come from the uh, big schools for some reason, I guess, you know, the uh, way they move and their techniques and all that stuff. Probably, you know, playing a, playing a pro-type system, a lot of them, versus just, you know, whatever you got to count, whatever players you got got on your roster to play at, like the small schools. You know, um, Julian Edelman played quarterback at Kent State. I mean, you look at him, he's arguably the best slot receiver in the game right now. You know, the um, there's several several guys. Jason Witten, you know, plays for the Cowboys. He just uh, he went to school over here at Elizabethan High School. Last year they won their first Tennessee State Championship. Uh, his brother's the head coach. Uh, <clears throat> you just never know where – where you're going to find find these players, and it ain't just—I mean, it's it's like that in in every every level of football. I mean, from high school to college to pros to women's. I mean, you just never know where your next great player is going to come from. A lot of them come with that talent. You just have to get it out of them. Or a lot of them come with the uh, you know the wrong in the wrong position. You got to find what position works best for them, and all that. So there's there's a lot to be, uh, you know, to be said about all these, uh, you know, teams that find these guys and they they get out there and really hunt them. And that's a, you know, that's a great thing, especially these uh, these small colleges represent. And I really like it. And I, I hope that uh, I hope that we get to see a, a lot of good bowl games from you know over the next few days. I'm li- really looking forward to it, and uh, you know the naturally the playoffs are going to be you know a good good thing. Uh, one thing I was glad to see Joe Burris win the Heisman. I thought he he really deserved it. They said he got the most votes of any uh, player in a long time. That guy's played good. It's it's, it's, uh, uh, it's obvious that uh, uh, he uh, that he uh, played played really well and uh, from you know he transferred he uh, transferred from Ohio State down to the LSU. So he the uh, he did a tremendous job. And then you got uh then you got the uh quarterback from Ohio State transferred from Georgia to to go up there and do do a great job. It's just crazy how how things work. You know, you don't know how um how they're gonna turn out till till they do. So it's uh, you just never know, folks. I can't say it enough for how important it is to to work hard and never give up on your on your dreams or you know your goals and stuff because you just never know 
where the next break is is going to come from, you know, and and so many times uh, people tend to tend to give up real easy, you know, and things don't go their way or or things don't go um, uh, just exactly like they had planned and and all that. So it's a it's a it's a hard tough road to hoe, you know. I hear people say all the time that you know you're going to accomplish stuff. You just got to keep after it, keep after it, keep after it. And it's true. You know, I've, I've been in that situation. I know when I played high school ball, we were, we, we were terrible. We were in the, uh, that time one of the toughest, if not the toughest division in high school football because our enrollment, because of our enrollment, uh, in high school, and uh, how they classify you. And Sullivan County is like the fifth largest county in the state of Tennessee. And um, the the zone for Sullivan East, where we where I went to school, is so big. I mean, you got kids that, um, you know, I work with a guy that me and him went to school from the sixth grade all the way to we graduated. And he said he got on the bus at five o'clock in the morning and didn't get off to five o'clock in the evening and school let out at like two twenty. So I mean he he's riding a bus for two and a half good hours just to get to school. So when that enrollment is up like that and we didn't have very many players, you're talking we played in that division with uh with about thirty uh thirty players the whole time I was there is about the most we had at the high school or at the varsity level. So you're not talking about very many players and we struggled. And, you know, I always, I always wanted to play. I never thought about not playing. Uh, you know, there were so many kids that, that uh, roamed the halls that could have helped, but you know, it, it was just easier for them not to play. Well, you know, you're <clears throat> as much as you want to win and as much as you want to, uh, do things and do good you're you're better off in my opinion without those kind of people if it's that easy for them to you know to not play their their hearts just not in it and you know sometimes it just happens to us um you know you just lose you just lose that will or want to and you know that's i guess that's fine but if you're if you're going to play or you're going to succeed uh you got to have have that drive to keep to keep after it and uh, you know these guys that that, uh, that play on these uh small colleges that make these these pro teams and stuff they definitely got it i mean it it's hard to believe you can't just imagine what they go through to to make it and you know and i'm gonna be honest i see a lot of these girls, women, however you want to say it, on these teams that, man, that have been playing women's football for years and years and years. And they've, I mean, that's how they build these great teams is these girls that have been playing for a long time and they keep getting them back and they keep getting them back. You know, I'd be interested to know how many, you know, uh, returners, from from the Texas Elite, how many players they're returning this year? You know the Boston team that won it in the day. How many players they're returning? 
you know, the Utah Falcons have uh, been good for several years. I, I'd just like to know the the rate that they return players and what, you know, what it's what it's like. So um, that's, that's how you do it. I mean, it, you know, naturally they have to have great organizations and uh, all the way from the top down to the, to the bottom. Um, but just dealing with, you know, what we've dealt with on a small level here with the league and with a team that's, you know, never played a game uh, over 22 players. And I just can't imagine how, how these teams retain so many players at the, at the women's level. You know, and even in high school, like I said, we couldn't even retain it because players say, oh, they didn't like the coach or they didn't do this. Or they, it's just too easy for them not to play. You know, it's too easy for them just to say, I don't want to play. And, you know, you get that all the time. And women's not, not wanting to make the extra sacrifice to do things. And um, I just I just can't imagine what it's like you know, not um, being able to um, – what it's like to be able to retain that many players and retain that many good players. It ain't just players, folks. We're talking about good players. I mean, you know, those teams could could take their third string and probably win most football games, and that's that's a, a great thing to have. Um, just like to know what, how they do it, you know, how – how it, how it really works and how they keep them. I mean, you know, people talk because, listen, it's tough to be good all the time. I say it on here a lot. It's tough to be good all the time. I mean, you look at the NFL. They've only got 32 teams. They all got the same amount of of uh, things at their disposal. There, no team has more uh, players than any other team. No team has anything better than another team other than general managers or coaches or, or the decisions they make to pick players and all that. That's different. But everything else is on an even, even, even kill. And we still don't see uh, even football across the board. Now, there's a lot of good teams this year. Uh, there's really, you know, just when one team steps out there and you think they're going to be the front runner they get tripped up by somebody that maybe they shouldn't and then all of a sudden a team you know that like the Ravens they got beat early by the Cleveland Browns pretty bad you know now all of a sudden they look like the team to beat got beat by the Chiefs you know um, had to come Buffalo give them all they wanted the other day <clears throat> the 49ers, you know, here they get beat by Atlanta yesterday or Sunday. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's just crazy how that works. And all these teams have even equal opportunities when in women's football, they don't. And for these teams to be able to hold that together is is just unreal for me. I just, you know, I just don't understand um but how it would uh how they do it and you know my hat's off to them for doing it because we've we've struggled to like to say just to keep players around here i mean it's just it's just a hard thing to do so it's a it's a great you know 
great thing when you can, and you obviously can see it, you know, on the field, no doubt about it, when it when it happens because it's a thing a beauty to watch, and and you definitely, uh, you know, think it's a bunch of men out there playing. You don't even know it's women, and that's that's a great thing. I like that as much as as anything is being able to to tell that. Um, you know, that you're playing football at, at a high level uh, where the speed is there and the strength is there and the play is there and <clears throat> the knowledge, you know, you're doing things that, you know, really takes a lot of practice and, and stuff to pull off. And, and I, you know, I can really respect that and enjoy it. So it's a, it's a great, great thing. So, um, you know, just all ties in together what you wouldn't, what would you do to to be the best, you know, and it's like these guys going to these small colleges and, and rising up, you know, <clears throat> you take the <clears throat> running back, Philip Lindsay, I guess his name is from the Broncos, and, you know, he's having a great year and, and was, an, you know, didn't even get drafted. So there's all kinds of those guys. I mean, Tom Brady was like sixth or seventh round, you know, um, just crazy folks i swear it is and you know it's just the mindset that you you know the approach you take and the mindset you get in it's not worrying about what everybody else thinks or everybody else says you do what's best for you or 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 uh you know your team or or for the team period uh you just you've got to do what's best for for you and your organization not what's best for or what everybody else thinks. You can't worry about about that. You got to have a goal, and you know to to obtain that goal, there's a lot of hard work comes with it. So um, it's a it's a great thing when when you see that. That's you know sort of what got me off track is is just thinking about these small schools playing in these bowls and these players, you know, playing. Um, from these small schools and NFL and what they've accomplished. I mean, I mean, for Edelman, he plays Kent, he played at Kent state, which plays in the same league as our local college right here at East Tennessee state university. And of course he was a quarterback, but now he's like the best slot receiver in the game. And, you know, years, like I said, years ago, a guy played middle linebacker for the Cowboys played right here at ETSU. So that's, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where you play. It's it's how much you want to put into it to make it to the to the very next level. How much you want to put into it is how great you want to be. And you know that those guys they got definitely got the hardest road to go. Um, you know, not even they're not even have a star beside their name when you talk about five star four three and all that they don't even have a star you know they're just lucky probably to to get into college and then to be able to rise above that you know it's it's really it's really uh i mean it's just unbelievable to me uh when you think about it so uh my hat's off to those guys so next week i will have me a better paper where i can look at some of the more of these bowl games and and pick them, um, not pick them, but talk about them. Because I hope I'm already going to pick some of them at that point. 
but uh, I for sure will have have something better than that. We just been so busy, man. It's been this time around here. We go to work. It's dark. Come home. It's dark, and had a lot to do. And we got a couple of new pups around here, and they keep us keep us humming. So it was my bad. I got a little uh, little off track and didn't get getting get to to it in time to get a good paper so I apologize for that but I will for sure next week uh, get one but on to the NFL <clears throat> you know <clears throat> I just said it talking to our men to go about them you know having equal stuff you know just when you think that uh, the Rams you know you look at them what they won two games in a row went and just beat up on the Seattle Seahawks. Then they show up at, uh, you know, the Jerry's world out there in Dallas. And, uh, you know, just when you think Dallas is dead in the water, they rise up and play probably their best game of the year and just beat the crap out of the Rams, you know. And we're, we're, the Rams look terrible that day. I mean, I'm not a fan of Jared Goff anyway, but he was way off that day. Todd Gurley, I, I seen one stat that one time. He had like five rushes for one yard or something. I mean, just unbelievable uh, the way Dallas played. And you thought they were, you know, dead in the water. And they're <clears throat> 500 them and the Eagles. And I think they're playing this week for maybe first place in the division. And the Eagles here, they're limping in there. They're without a bunch of players out. You know, and they barely can uh, beat Washington. So, man, it's it's crazy how this stuff works. You know how um, you know you got New England up there. Their offense looks the worst I've seen it in years. I swear, it don't look like that uh, they can beat anybody, and they're eleven and three. I mean, it's it's crazy. It, it, I swear, it's unbelievable. Everybody talks about how bad they are and you know they're 11 and 3 how you know it's amazing people talk how how bad you are and how you suck and all that and you're still 11 and 3 it's it's just crazy and uh, and I myself I'm I'm one of them I've seen the stats and their defense was ranked number one overall <clears throat> for the first time since 1963 and uh, you know I don't even know how that's possible because some of the games I watch, they just the opponents just march right down the field and and score on them just like the other day. Uh, you know, Cincinnati for the first half, give New England all they wanted. Um, I I don't get it, but they're uh, they definitely their offense. They're missing Gronkowski in the in a worst way. I mean, you lose the best tight end in the game. Quarterback gets a year older. I didn't even think. Uh, Tom looked good in the Super Bowl. He he for sure uh, struggled, you know, and, and uh, I just uh, – I don't know. I, I don't have a good feeling about him over the years. I've always said that, you know, with Bill, they'll figure something out. I'm not sure that they will. And then, you know, here they got all this Spygate 2 stuff coming up. And, you know <clears> – <throat> I don't know all that's going on. <clears throat> I read, or I didn't read. Jim was reading some stuff to me and let me hear it. 
I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand what they would even be looking for. You know, it's like the one before it was with the Jets, and the Jets were a terrible team at the time. And, and I mean, it's like if you're gonna, if you're for sure gonna steal signals, if that's what you're trying to obtain, why wouldn't you, you know, be over there trying to get them from the Ravens or somebody that's really good, somebody that's going to benefit you. I mean, the Jets here, they find Belichick 500000 took away two first-round picks uh, from them for that. I mean, it was the Jets. You know, and I don't understand, like I said, what I was going on now. I've heard several different versions of it and, you know, of uh, what they were doing. But, you know, I thought in the NFL that, you know, there was somebody – uh, sending in the plays to, I mean, I think it's 15 seconds, I think, to go in the play clock that the radio shuts off. I mean, what could they possibly, I mean, what are they going to do? Read lips? I mean, is that what they're doing? I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure, you know, if they were, who was calling the plays or, or what. I, I'm not sure how you would steal those plays uh, just by, by video and I'm not sure, and again, why it would why would you be uh, videoing the Cincinnati Bengals? I mean, they only won a, one game, and you know, I don't. I'm surprised they won that game. Uh, so I'm not sure what I was going on with that. I'm not sure how much uh, how much I buy into it or not buy into it. I'm sort of, you know, just don't understand it. I guess of. Uh, First of all, why you would need to, but, you know, supposedly they're making some kind of movie about it, and who knows? I mean, you know, we could go on forever. We may never know the, the real truth behind it and what caused it and, and all that, but I just, I'm not sure why it would benefit you to to do that to a team that's only won one football game. To me, that that's that just sounds crazy. I mean, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, you um, wouldn't do you. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure in in all of football and all, everybody's pushing everything to the limits, trying to get an advantage in, in every way. But why would you? video a team that's only won one game. A team that you know <clears throat> if you take your A game that there's no way they can beat you. I don't understand that at all. That I, 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 to me is unreal. So I haven't heard um, I haven't heard a whole lot about it. Just heard several bits and pieces and you know, people poking fun and taking stabs. And uh, the part that I heard the most was <clears throat> Jimford played a little bit on, and a guy was filming, and somebody called on to him and called the NFL security, and they got him out. And uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, it just sounds crazy to me. It just really does. You know, why you do it, period. But you know, why you want to do it to a scrub team uh, is really is really mind-boggling for me. But 
you know what what do I know about it? So uh, that's you know I just know this that the Patriots are struggling and they're still eleven and three. That's the that's unreal. They've had so many good teams up there over the years, and uh, even then may not have been eleven and three, and they're struggling and still you know eleven and three. Now this week. <clears throat> they will have a tough game because Buffalo's for real. I wouldn't um, – if that game's in Buffalo, I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo don't beat them. Uh, Buffalo's coming off two big wins, one against the Cowboys um, and then one against the uh, – uh, well, I guess they've probably played since then, but they, I know they beat the Cowboys, and then I know they beat uh, Pittsburgh – Last night, uh, so that uh, they're 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 for real. So if that game's in Buffalo, it sure wouldn't surprise me if if in fact that they did beat New England. Uh, so that'd be you know that's going to be a big matchup. Uh, speaking of Pittsburgh, what about the the third string quarterback? You know we're talking about not getting drafted and. And all that, and uh, you got the coolest nickname in all of football, Duck Hodges. <clears throat> I like it. I mean, I I don't. I'm not a Steelers fan, but I root for for that guy. You know, it's it's unreal. Of, uh, you know how how like I said, just how your journey takes you there. You know, you go there and uh, you figure you're on the third depth, your third string, or down the depth chart so far and you know at the time what they had four quarterbacks he probably wasn't even on the roster when when they had uh, um joshua dobbs there who knows and then roethlisberger always plays he comes up with the season in an injury and then the guy they drafted to take his place i guess uh the rudolph guy he he comes in and looks terrible, looks good a game or two, and then looks terrible. And, and then all of a sudden they go this guy, and he's he's won two and lost two or something and played pretty good. And i seen today that they're going to uh, stick with him again this week. So he's doing something. You know, he's doing something, right? And uh, I just, I'm rooting for guys like that, man. I, I got to, I'll just have to tell you, I got to, <clears throat> pull for them with all the negativity that's going on in the NFL and the way all these guys act and you know, the things that happen and go on in that league. I'm I'm definitely pulling for guys like Doug Hodges there uh, to do really good. And uh, you know, I, I know when they was announcing him the other day, they were like, "Where is this guy from?" You know, and and you get all the quacks and. People on the duck calls and all that, man. That, that's that's great. I I really like it. You know, it's like the like I said about the Denver guy, the Lindsey. Well, their fullback, he's he's sort of that same kind of Denver's fullback. He's in that same kind of mindset. You know, he just drives no pickup to to work and uh, just lives, you know, just a normal life and. I don't know, man. I just I got to root for guys to stay humble and and do things right, work hard. I I love that kind of stories and uh, you know their journeys and how they get there. And when there's so many paths taken and 
so many of these five-star recruits that never pan out. Just that Alabama. Just think of how many players Alabama's got in the NFL. A bunch. Just think how many five-star recruits that they've had that don't make the NFL. Just think of that. And then you got these guys that are not even got one star beside their name having huge long careers in the NFL. Is that not amazing? Is that not, you know, if you're a if you're a blue collar working person and down to earth, you gotta love people like that. You know, that's one reason I uh hate the Panthers fired Ron Rivera. He's that kind of guy. I remember uh Jennifer coming home from, from the USA women's thing uh, camp several years ago and said that Ron Rivera was a guest speaker down there and said that, you know, even he had a good career playing in the NFL. He had a hard time breaking through as a coach. You know, he had to volunteer and, you know, didn't get paid for ever, volunteer to do this and that. And, you know, now all of a sudden uh, he he becomes a Panthers coach and they've been to the Super Bowl and, uh, you know, won a lot of games and things just didn't go well this year and they fired him and, you know, he'll probably uh, probably get a head coaching job again soon if he so so desires to, you know. <clears throat> but I definitely got to pull for, for people like that, that, you know, that, that are just blue-collar, grinded-out kind of people ready to get down in the dirt and do whatever it takes to uh, make it work. So uh, I like that because there's so many of these other guys that, you know, that are – that run their career. I mean, you sit back and you think, what was it, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that Antonio Brown decides to change his mind, he wants to play now. Well, just just think of the talent that guy's got. Just think if if he could just have a mindset of of not even a normal person, but you know, just a halfway normal person, what he could do for a team and how much money he could make for himself playing. I mean, just think how much money he'd let go by not playing, by thinking that, you know, he's so much better than everybody else and all the stuff off the field, you know, that he does. Just just think if he stepped back and think, hey, you know, I just want to go play the game I love. I've loved forever. I'm making a good living at it. Uh, you know, they're going to pay me well for it. I go put up good stats. They're going to pay me better for it. Just think how many fans he would have. Just think how many teams would want him. Just think how much money he could make. But it's 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 more than that for those guys, you know. And for these blue-collar guys, you don't see that. That's why I root for them, you know. That's why, uh, you know, you just got to love certain stories and the NFL and I get sidetracked talking about that and uh, this I've seen so much of it. I grew up as as one of those kids that <clears throat> if it hadn't been for the coaches being able to take you to practice and take you home, I wouldn't got to play and just never, you know, got away from those roots and and I love it. I'll be honest with you, I love that kind of story and you know that's one reason that. Uh, um, you know, I've loved women's football is it's just, you know, people do it just because they want to, 
you know, they want to play and they haven't got to play. And, uh, you know, I see so much talent, you know, in even within our organization over the past six years, I've seen so much talent come and go just because, you know, the want to play is, is the, you know, the itch is there, but to, to keep it on the, uh, grind and level to really be great is not there. And, you know, that, like I said, that goes back to how good these really great teams and women's football being over the years and how they continue to, to stay that is keeping those girls hungry, keeping those girls together. You know, where do you find them to, to begin with that many of them that want to be that good, that want to stay that hungry all the time to win, win, win. I get it. I got girls that want to win here. I have had that want to win, but the amount of them that they have is unreal. You know, we watched watched the live stream game last year, and if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, the DC Divas playing somebody, and it was one girl been playing for 15 years. I mean, that's just that's amazing. I mean, 15 years, and she was a big uh, right tackle. If I'm not mistaken, they got a left-handed quarterback. She was playing right tackle. And, uh, I mean, a big girl and, and doing a good job. And that's that's amazing. I mean, it just truly is amazing to me that, you know, how they could keep her that long and, <clears throat> and play and play at that level and add these pieces around them that really want to, um, you know, get down in the dirt and stay there all those years. Uh, to to be that good, it it just truly is amazing to me uh, how that works. And you know, you find those players they they play till they you know they just can't play anymore, and you, you love it. And that's you know that's why um, you know Jennifer wanted to play. That's why we got into it. But you know she has she's. Uh, you know, every year seems like she says she wants to retire, wants to retire, but she wants to, wants to play. You know, and that that wanting to play, and, and I tell her, hey, play as long as you can play, because once you quit, it's it's over. You know, the <clears throat> fact that you you leave it, it, it just seems like that edge never comes back that you had uh, before, and and so I just I get off track talking about these blue-collar people, and I associate most of the women's football players to those kind of people, but um, we was talking about the NFL. We was talking about these good teams. Um, you look in the NFC, man, they're loaded with good teams. I know with the 49ers getting beat, they went from first to, what, the fifth uh, seed. Uh, you got Seattle's a one. Uh, New Orleans is a two. Maybe New Orleans or Green Bay, I believe it's New Orleans. The other one's a three. Whichever one ain't a two, the other one's a three. And right now, you got Dallas in there. And, and I was just telling a girl today that the Dallas fan that if if it wasn't for them in that division, in the weakest division in 
in all of football right now, their record, they wouldn't even be in the playoff hunt. <clears throat> Not in the NFC and Dallas. They're going to host probably uh, the way it is now. They're going to host uh, San Fran, I guess. Uh, you know, and just what last week we was talking about San Fran being the best, you know, some people talk about them being the best team in the in the NFL, and they went from first to fifth in the NFC in one week. You know, that's how tough all the teams out there are. And uh, then you got Minnesota. I mean, they're they're right on Green Bay's hill. They play each other this weekend. You know, that could be a flip-flop. You know, it definitely could turn if Minnesota could uh, – win that game, then they would probably move up there to where Green Bay is, and Green Bay would fall down to where they're at. Uh, I mean, it, it's just crazy how good <clears throat> the NFC has been this year. And, you know, they went out there and beat up on one another, what was it, three or four weeks ago, the 49ers beat the Packers like a drum, you know, and everybody's saying, then, well, they're the best team in the league. Ain't nobody can slow them down. And then, lo and behold, <laughs> Here in Atlanta, you know, pulls one out on them. I mean, Atlanta's beat some good teams. They beat the Saints. They beat the uh, 49ers. They beat the Panthers like a drum. It's it's amazing, man, how how crazy sports are and how crazy things work like that. But, you know, it goes back to <clears throat> them being on the even kill. I mean, you got Matt Ryan. He's a good quarterback. You got Julio Jones. You got those receivers. You know, the coach is still working hard. They put in a good game plan. Some teams just match up to other teams better than others. And uh, evidently they match up to those good teams better because they've they played better. And like I said, you know, we was watching that, and I heard Rod, uh, Tony Dungy tell Rodney Harrison he thought the Saints was the best team in the league. You know, then the next week they get beat by Atlanta. <clears throat> the night that San Fran beat the crap out of Green Bay, you know, one of them saying next week they're the best team in the league. And then they go get beat by Atlanta. You know, the week before they beat Sam, uh, or two weeks before somewhere in there, they beat Seattle. And, you know, they're number one. Now they're all the way to the fifth seed. That's crazy, folks. I'm telling you, that's how. That's how the NFL is. <clears throat> that's how it should be. My opinion, that's how it should be. When you have the same amount of funds, you have the same amount of draft picks, you you got all this stuff to your disposal. They can't have any – nobody has an edge as far as players. Uh, you can have more blah, blah, blah. That's the way it should be. I mean, they shouldn't be one team is you know, got one win. I mean, how crazy is that? One – a team in the NFL only has one win. And, I mean, I know there's other teams that are struggling in there as well, but you only have one win. That's just un, unheard of. I mean, it's crazy. I remember several years ago the, the Lions didn't win a game. You know, there's something wrong that you can take all the same things as the other teams have and – you can't win a game, and they're winning, you know, 14, 15 games a, a year. That, that to me, is, it's it's crazy, you know. 
So I'm uh, don't understand how it happens. So, but the uh, NFC their playoffs. I mean, and and last week I said at the end I thought Dallas, you know, looked terrible. I thought you know they were probably the all the teams in the NFC playoffs. They were the worst team in there. Then all of a sudden this week. They look like they could be a real contender. You know, it's 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 hard to say how that stuff works. I mean, it really is. Um, I'm not a fan of Jason Garrett. I've never been, uh, but he's he's never wavered. I would say that he's never changed his way of thinking. He's never, you know, changed his style. I'll have to give him kudos for that. You know, he stood by his guns and. And by what he thinks and believes, and and uh, hey, who knows? They get hot at the right time here. They might just do something. Uh, I said last week we were talking about how bad they looked. Now all of a sudden they look like they belong in there. Um, who knows what will happen this week? In the AFC, Baltimore is clearly uh, the best the best team in there. I'm not so sure right now that the Kansas City Chiefs are not the second best team in there. Now, I say that, and then what was it? When we went and watched them play in November, they got beat by the Titans. Well, the Titans have been playing good. They should have won that game against the Texans, I thought. You know, so they come from behind to beat the Raiders. Uh, they that's one thing that's killing them. They don't play too good in the first half. Then they play better in the second half. Uh, but I think, in my opinion, I'm just guessing that, you know, that you got, I'm going to say the Ravens are the best team. I'm going to say that, well, they're leading their division. So they're, they're the ranked number, they're the number one seed, the, Patriots are leading their division, of course. That's a weak division. Well, I say it's weak, but you got Buffalo. It's really good. Patriots are two seed. Um, the Texans, let's see, where are they at? They're, I guess they're a, they're a three. They're a three or four seed. And then you got, um, who else you got? Let's see, you got four. Trying to think who else is in that side of the AFC North. Oh, I guess I guess we got the Ravens, and then you got the Pats, and then you got um, what division am I missing? I don't know, but the Texans are either the <coughs> third or fourth seed, and the Buffalo because they're in the same side of the East bracket that Patriots. They're going to be a fifth seed, so they're going to be uh, a really tough, tough out for somebody. Um, I'll tell you that right now. They uh, they just might beat New England this week. I don't know. They might might have to check on that. They would overtake New England for that second spot. I'm not I'm not sure if they would or they wouldn't. But uh, you know, I guess Pittsburgh's still in the hunt. Uh, the Titans, they're still in the hunt. Um, the Colts, I think, may be out now uh, since they got beat beat last night by the Saints. Um, 
not sure. I'd, I'd have to check up on all of that and did my homework as well as I need to, I guess. And uh, it, it's going to be, I'll tell you, it's going to be uh, some good playoffs when they get here because I think anybody can win any of those games. I really do. I don't think there's one clear team that's going to um, run away with with any of it besides maybe Baltimore. I think they're just that much better, and I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is is really, really good. I think he's, uh, you know, unbelievable. So, well, I guess that would be right because Baltimore would be the one seed, New England the two, the Texans or the Chiefs, one of the two would be third and one of them would be fourth. And then you got Buffalo would be um, the fifth seed. And then I guess, I'm not sure who's got a better record than the Titans, but they're in the hunt for that last playoff spot right there. I would think it. They're what's what's their record? Eight, eight and five, I guess, or seven and five, maybe. They're seven and six. I'm not sure. They're they're they've been playing good. I'll say that. But they're they're right in the hunt for that last playoff spot. I know um, that that loss last week at division loss to the Texans really hurt them. You know, Texans have been been playing pretty good. After losing J.J. Watt for the year, you know, it's that's tough, man. You lose one of your best players. I know he's been their best player for years, but, you know, here of ladies, I don't know how long it's been since he played a full year, but, uh, man, when he when he's out there, he's he sure enough, you know, wreaking havoc, and, and that guy's some kind of unreal, uh, you know. So it's um, it's sort of crazy. Uh, to think about, but, you know, here the playoffs are, what, two weeks? Well, there's two weeks left in the regular season, and then we start start the playoffs. Uh, I think there's a bunch of games on this week, Saturday, uh, on NFL. It's going to be on this Saturday uh, because college football's gone. I think Fox has, like, three games I've seen. Um, so, there's going to be <clears throat> some really good football uh, this weekend, no doubt about it. Um, you know, the uh, um, since college ain't playing, I, I do know, I don't know who else playing, but I do know there's three games on Saturday. At least the Fox has, I've seen them advertising that, and then, uh, they spread these games out so far, man, to go along and, I mean, that's good if you like to watch all these games. I mean, I don't get a whole lot of time to watch football anymore, but, you know, when I do, I like to have two or three on at a time where I flip back and forth, keep up to what's going on and all that. But uh, I really didn't have no uh, questions tonight to answer. I didn't get into it much. Um, like I said, I've been under the weather. We've been working a lot, been real busy. Um I do want to thank uh, Miss BJ for letting us do this and get on here and talk about football and women's football and, you know, just sports in general. And, uh, you know, we couldn't do it without her. And uh, I didn't get to get Brandy in there tonight to 
plug her with H and D therapy, but we appreciate her and all the hard work she does for uh, the Tri-Cities Thunder. That's a real good uh, thing she's got going on. I don't understand it all, but it works. And, um, she she comes and helps the players out a lot and works on them. And a real friendly person down there. <clears throat> Just a good, good person to have around your organization and uh, you know, willing to do anything to to help out and to get her, uh, you know, to grow her business. And uh, we couldn't do it without, you know, them and all you listeners. Like I said, appreciate everybody listening. You never know who's who's a listener and who's a follower. And, uh, you know, to um, do get on here and, and get to talk about this stuff. So I really appreciate. It. I hate to cut it short, but. I, about to lose my voice. I've been coughing a lot, but I really do appreciate everybody joining in and listening. So till next week, I'm Coach Johnson. We'll see you then.